lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Listen, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo Woo! Whoop! Whoop! That's right. You made it to the halfway point of the week. It is Hump Day Wednesday, better known as. And I'm Matt here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. All across the state, available to you in all 82 counties in the state of Mississippi. Welcome in, welcome in. I got them wide open for you. You can text me or you can call. Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. So uh, try it out, would you? Or just maybe jot it down. Commit it to memory. Text me on the Country Please and text line. It's uh, 601 number 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. 601. Or call me on the Divini phone. Get to hear your voice. 995-1059. 1059. Do y'all know what today is other than Wednesday? Huh? Do you know what today is? I mean, other than a Wednesday. It is May the 4th. Say it with me. May the 4th be with you. Star Wars fans and gurus and moviegoers, today's your day. You get it? You get it, don't you? You know why? May the Because they say, may the force be with you, but we're having a play on the word there. May the fourth be with you. And every, every, uh, every year on May the fourth, we do this whole thing here. We do the Star Wars thing. Isn't that right, Chewie? Yeah, whatever, whatever, Chewie. You know you agree. You know you agree with me. What about this guy? (laughs) R two. I mean, the 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 thing is, R two D two, and they even in the movies that I can remember, the ones I've watched, which was years ago. They even shorten it and don't even say R2-D2. They just say R2. And you got the light, uh, the lightsaber fights that happen. Right. Yes. Yes. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> hey, Bill, are you a big Star Wars fan? Uh, I'm a Star Wars fan, but not necessarily big. Yeah. I do like the movies. Okay, so honest answer here. When's the last time you watched a Star Wars movie? About a month ago. I oh, think really? I watched Return of the Jedi. So one of the old, good old classics, right? Yeah. One of the originals? Okay. I have not seen half of these things. I don't remember the last one I did watch in terms of like watching the whole thing. I just know that as a kid, okay, because you had in the the first one was what Star Wars a new hope back in 
back in 1977. So I think I saw that one. You got the Empire Strikes Back that came out in 1980. And then in 83, you had Return of the Jedi. I think I've seen all of those. The problem is, I don't know how to differentiate them in my head. Of those three first ones that came out. Some of the things that stand out to me are like um, the Ewoks. I don't know which one that one's in. Um, but I remember the Ewoks. And the whole, whatever those, <laughs> whatever those like Star Wars versions of the all-terrain vehicles that they were fighting on where the Ewoks live. Okay, I remember that. Stood out to me. You know, and also it stood out to me that one episode where Luke Skywalker's out in a blizzard and he's not riding a horse. He's riding this big two-legged thing. Instead of four legs, it's two legs, creature. But he's got a saddle on it, riding it like a horse. And it died. And in order to save his own life, he had to, like, cut it open and spend the night inside the <laughs> carcass. That's <laughs> gross. But that really stood out to me, okay, as about a four-year-old kid when I saw it. <laughs> <clears throat> or whereabouts. That stood out to me. Um, oh, yeah, and the whole job of the hut thing. All these weirdos sitting around this big fat thing, Jabba the Hutt. That kind of stood out to me, too. And then Chewie and the, the robots. But that's all I got, okay? I didn't get and the rest of this. Of course, the this. way that Carrie Fisher was dressed by Jabba the Hutt. I'm right. I'm sure you remember that. No, I mean, it's true. Like, every 10-year-old boy my age, Princess Leia, you certainly remember that. Hey, can oh, I watch yeah. that part? Hey, hey, Mom, can I watch that? No! Can I watch that part? <laughs> Okay, and so those are like the originals. And then you started getting these, what do they call them, prequels? And there's one that came out in 99 and then 02, Attack of the Clones, and then Revenge of the Sith. I'm reading this because I wouldn't know otherwise. Uh, you had the sequels, The Force Awakens, hadn't seen it. The Last Jedi, haven't seen it. Rise of Skywalker, hadn't seen any of these things. since yeah, The those, prequels actually went back to when Darth Vader was a little boy. Yeah, see, I don't think I've seen any of that. Should I? It was That's kind of the weird question. the way they jumped around. It was it was strange. You had to kind of keep up. Yeah. I don't know if I want to. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So happy Star Wars Day to all the Star Wars gurus. And I, I would never want to offend anyone who's like a super duper fan of these things. I even invite if you are a super duper fan of Star Wars. You know every, you've seen them all, and you know every one from each other. If you want to have some fun, let me just ask some questions, and you can educate me. Call me up on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. What do I need to know? I haven't, I, I don't know. It hadn't struck me to watch these others. See, it says, it says here, Bill, that one came out in 1999 called, it was a prequel called The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was I, pretty good one. Was it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I just don't know anything about it. I need, uh, you know, in that one, if, if you're looking at it in the order that the Star Wars website spells it out for you, that would be the next one to watch. Because that's actually the first one. Is that what they're saying? It's actually number one. So they came out with number four in 77, but you're telling me that number one came out in 99. See, I got questions, y'all. I have questions. Now, Robbie texted the show here on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. He says, happy hump day. 
And instead of the Star Wars music, he said some Sonic Boom would be awesome and said R2-D2 loves some Sonic Boom. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Here you go. You know, and that's the thing. This is one thing. Uh, you know, another example. On a day like May the 4th, you have Star Wars fans and you have non-Star Wars fans. Well, the JSU Sonic Boom brings them all together. It's something we can all agree on. Agree? Yeah. Here we go, big finish coming up, big finish. Man, alive! <laughs> now that's the way to start a show. Robbie, thanks for the uh, thanks for the request from the JSU Sonic Boom. Tommy was asking for the Empire March. That'd be the Darth Vader theme. I don't have that, but I do know that some bands play it, right? Um... Who is it? Is it Arkansas? Yeah, it's Arkansas's band. You go to an Arkansas game, it's pretty regular. While their defense is on the field, they'll play the the Darth Vader theme, whatever you want to call it. Scott texted the show here on May the 4th and says, uh, I have not seen any of the Star Wars movies, and I don't intend to. You do you, Scott. You do you, man. You don't have to watch them. You do not have to watch them. They are merely entertainment. That's all they are. <laughs> uh, Grumpy texts the show and says, Matt, Grumpy made it back to Mississippi from beautiful northwest Arkansas. Last night, after five great days of family and a new grandson, lots of Razorback baseball and country-pleasing sausage. He says, by the way, went through Winslow, Arkansas. And to let our Winslow know, yeah, Grumpy, depending on how you travel, uh, if you ever you know, drive a, a certain way up through northwest Arkansas, you go through some places with some very interesting names, don't you? Yep, you sure do. Frog Gap and Goat Mountain, and there's like official te- uh, town names up there, some c- cool stuff. Glad you're back. Glad you enjoyed some country pleasing. And thanks for the text on the country pleasing text line at 885. ESPN or 885-377. But was he standing on a corner in Winslow, Arkansas? Well, that was Winslow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) We just got to take take it away from Arizona. (laughs) He should have done that and send us a selfie, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Standing on a corner in Winslow, Arkansas. Doesn't necessarily rhyme as well, but. (laughs) Not as well. Still Winslow. Yeah. Uh, Walton said, uh, he said, Talk about getting bad looks. I loudly announced to my four-year-old while walking through the Star Wars ride at Disney World, son, this is where Harry Potter lives. <laughs> yeah, that's that, road piece. That ain't going to sit too well with the diehard Star Wars fans, right? That's like me getting on here and, and saying that, which I did, that that Mamas and Papas song, Monday, Monday, was the Beatles. You want to get some weird looks? Get around some Beatles fans and then credit them with a song they didn't do, or vice versa. Yeah, they'd be um, yeah, they'd be nipping at your heels. 
Uh, DT texted the show. He said, the fourth day it is, yes, in my master Yoda voice. <laughs> well, you got to call in and do it. I, I'm not going to do the Yoda voice. You'll have to call in and do it yourself. Hogjowl texts us with a picture and says, in honor of May the 4th. Y'all get why we're doing that? It's like a lisp. Said, of May the 4th be with you. It's May the 4th. <laughs> he said, in honor of May the 4th, I'm wearing my Yoda shirt. An elf, I am not. <laughs> it's a Christmas shirt. shows Yoda wearing a Santa hat. He said, I recently watched all the movies with my grandkids, and they love them all. Hashtag Yoda is a hog. I hear you, man. I like the picture, too. Thanks for sending that in. That's an ugly elf there, buddy. <laughs> Denzel texted the show and said, My senior year in high school, we marched to a Star Wars halftime show. My favorite show I've ever marched, and that includes college he was in a band, boy. Hook said, there's more of a chance to see a flatbed Ford in Winslow, Arkansas, than there is in Arizona. That's true. <laughs> According to the song, I agree with that one also. Definitely agree with that one. Well, happy May the 4th. One more time, Chewy. Okay, okay, I'll do it. Uh, if y'all didn't understand, if y'all don't understand Chewy talk, he was saying that he wants an update on this story that came out yesterday. That uh, there's a task force in college sports that all of a sudden, as of yesterday afternoon, says that they're going to have big sanctions coming for boosters who get involved in recruiting via name, image, and likeness. <laughs> I am so sorry to chuckle. I should not chuckle. It is a real story. It is real people trying to do something about what's going on. Let me pass it along. Okay, and it's almost an update of what we did yesterday. If you'll remember, there was a good bit of talk on yesterday's show, sort of almost like a like going to school on what is out there, what are people doing. I'd heard about a new thing that some Mississippi State folks were doing, you know, how it compares to the top five most active uh, fan collectives, that's the word, collective. They're collecting money to distribute, basically, is what they're doing. So we sort of educated ourselves on that yesterday, and then, boom, we get off the air, and here comes the story down the pipe. Yesterday afternoon, this is Sports Illustrated, the headline, Task Force to Big Money Boosters. Name, image, and likeness sanctions could be coming. What do you think about this? Here it is. College leaders are gearing up to issue a warning to hundreds of wealthy boosters who are, get this, using name, image, and likeness ventures to involve themselves in recruiting. <gasps> You're kidding. <clears throat> University administrators, they are part of a task force to review name, image, and likeness. They are finalizing, here it says right here, here's the key. They are finalizing additional guidelines that are expected to clarify that boosters and booster-led collectives are prohibited from involvement in recruiting. <laughs> the guidelines will provide more guidance. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Man, I hope so. You know, Bill, I really hope that the guidelines 
will provide more guidance. Boy. Who's writing this stuff? Yeah, I was going to say, who wrote that? No offense to Jake Wimberly, but it's like Jake wrote it. Yeah. Along with my health. <laughs> I've been bad known to do that, All too. All coaches are in coaching, well, hopefully for a couple reasons. One, for education and young people. We love you, Jake. You know that. <laughs> the guidelines will provide more guidance to member schools on what many administrators say are name, image, and likeness disguised pay-for-play deals orchestrated by donors to induce prospects, recruit players off other college teams, and retain their own athletes. Does that make any sense to y'all what I just read? I, mean, I, I know I read it. You're not supposed to read stuff on the radio, but I'm trying to give it to you. I'm just looking at the story. Let me summarize it for you. Okay, this task force is going to put out new guidelines. It's telling everybody out there, hey, y'all are doing this pay-for-play stuff, and you're just disguising it as name, image, and likeness deals. And you're, you're doing it to, like, recruit high school kids, to go and recruit players off other teams, and you're even doing it to convince the players you do have to stay. And we're going to put out new guidelines that says we're going to punish you if we find you did it. But hold on just a minute. These new guidelines, new rules, um, rules, uh, structure, this new, well, directives. Okay. Now, the story says the new stuff is merely going to highlight the NCAA bylaws that already exist. These bylaws that already exist, they are bylaws. They are in the books as rules. And they outlaw boosters from participating in recruiting. They already, the bylaws you have, according to the NCAA, they already remind the schools of the guardrails that are in place regarding this name, image, and likeness stuff. During the first 10 months of the name, image, and likeness era, these officials and these people are saying people are breaking through these guardrails that we've had up in our rules, and they're using name, image, and likeness to do it. And I'm like, duh. Under a long-held NCAA rule, boosters are a representative arm of an athletic department and are not supposed to associate with or persuade prospects. Now, the new guidelines, this task force, they put it out there yesterday afternoon. We're coming. We're coming for y'all. The guidelines are still in draft form. And they say that these collectives, these booster-backed collectives, should be stopped. They should be prohibited from associating with high school players. They should be prohibited from communicating with and associating with college transfers. But here's what everybody is saying about it. That because of state laws, marketing stuff, right? Name, image, and likeness laws and marketing stuff. That's what we're talking about. It's state laws that have opened the door to it. It's state laws that have said, 
uh, the NCAA can't limit this individual from cashing in if somebody wants to do a marketing deal with him. They say that because of that, any of these guidelines that are underscored or put in place to try to keep people from cheating, <laughs> that they're going to be challenged in court. Here's what it says. Potentially opening the door for contentious legal challenges between the association and booster groups. <laughs> you bet. You bet it will. You know, have you ever heard uh, the saying, Bill? You know, last week, Bill, we were going through this quote unquote, this, the old saying. You ever heard the old saying, the toothpaste is out of the tube? And you can't put it back in? Mm hmm. You ever heard the thing, the, the mule's out of the barn? Well, let me tell you something. The barn's on fire. <laughs> That's where it all is. You're going to give me guidelines for how to keep my barn from catching on fire, and the barn's on fire. I'm watching it burn. You're better off just sending me some water. Calling my insurance agent from Farm Bureau Insurance. Miko texts the show. He says, Matt, how much longer can this name, image, and likeness stuff stand like it is? I mean, he says, this is a mess. Get out your vacuums, your dust mops, your glass plus, your bleaches, your brasso, fade air freshers. Things are a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. Your glass plus. <laughs> it's a bon mess. Bonami. Get that Bonami. <laughs> Um, a few more things in this that you, you will find interesting that are in the story of from the task force that's trying to trying to do something, but I think it's too late. I'll give you those quotes and things when we come right back. I'm Matt. Stick around. Do you have any idea what time it is? It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking more great sports for you, Mississippi. Online transmission is ready, sir. Hi, back with you on May the 4th. Settle down, R2. Text me on the country, please, and text line. It's 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Call me on the Divini phone, 995-1059. That's a number to call me. I'd love to hear your voice. Um... It says, schools that do not control their donor spending could be found to have violated NCAA rules. Boy, that's, boy, that's scary. <laughs> and will be sanctioned, according to the document that's been circulated, came from the task force. The NCAA enforcement staff, was that, like 10 people? have made inquiries only into a small handful of programs so far. I bet they couldn't do more than a small handful of programs in terms of looking into it from an enforcement standpoint because they don't have enough people to look at, into more than just a few programs. It says but the guidelines could spark deeper investigations into improper inducements tied to name, image, and likeness payments. One official with knowledge said, quote, we let things get out of hand. <laughs> he went on to say, uh, we have to get the boosters out uh, 
of contacting recruits and bartering with them. Well, how are you going to do that, though? I mean, how in the world are you going to do that? I'm sorry to be a pessimist on this thing, but I think that's impossible at this point, isn't it? How is it possible when you have state laws now that says that the NCAA can't prohibit a player from getting a marketing deal and getting a check from it? Can't do it. Their rules can't do that. Yet, Somehow I'm supposed to believe that the NCAA, who has never really cared that much about enforcement, let's be honest, is going to be able to do something to, as they say, get the boosters out of contacting recruits and bartering with them? How are you going to do that? There is only one way, and that is if the NCAA were to continue to be an organization, to continue to exist, you'd have to really invest in enforcement. Something they have never done. Infrastructure, personnel, boots on the ground, time and effort. They have never really invested in it. They never cared to. There were too many other people that needed to be paid handsomely and keep up the facade. And now they're going to die because of it. They're going to die as an organization because of it. Everybody's going to lose their job. You hear me? Listen to me. You disagree with that or you agree with that? Everybody that works for the proper NCAA, they're headed for looking for a job. It ain't a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And part of it can be traced back to, over the years, never being willing to invest and what they said their mission was. There were too many people, like the president of the NCA, who needed to make $3 million a year, I guess. And too many others who needed, they needed to make their money. And too many other facades that had to be kept up. More on that <clears throat> uh, coming up. This isn't a hammer-on thing. This is more educational. We just need to know where things are and why we're here uh, to a degree. Um, they are circulating this draft of guidelines this week in Phoenix, Arizona, where more than 200 administrators and coaches from at least four conferences hold their annual spring meetings. The Administrative Council of the NCAA Board of Directors meets uh, next Monday at which point they could, if they want to, rubber stamp the draft. Let me tell you what that draft, listen, y'all. Miko, thank you for texting me and asking me the question. And I want you and me and Bill and Grumpy and Hogjow and Denzel and Walton and Robbie and anybody who listens to this show, we need to be educated on something and get something clear here. Let me tell you. They're going to circulate these guidelines. It says they might rubber stamp them on Monday. Do you know what good that is? You know what, you know what it's worth? It's not worth 
the paper and ink they will print it on. That's what it's worth. Because they have never, nor will they, invest in enforcing anything. Let me give you an example, and I'm not going to bore you with numbers. This is only an example. This is not something you're going to take a test on. Therefore, you don't need to remember these. The NCAA as a governing body, do you know where its money comes from? Where they make money from? They make money off the men's basketball championship. Pretty much. <laughs> and they make money off the championship ticket sales. The NCAA basketball tournament is their profit. Do you know what that number is? A couple of years ago, they did a study. This is only two years ago. $867.5 million dollars in revenue and another $177.9 million in championships ticket sales. Now, all that money, what is it, a billion dollars? One billion dollars that they make every year? Where is it distributed? These are just examples. So don't get bogged down. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it home, make a point to you. They spend, it says, $222 million on sports sponsorships and scholarship funds at Division I schools. Uh, $168 million for the Division I Basketball Performance Fund. Uh, $153 million for Division I championships they put on. They say including baseball. <clears throat> Guess what? They're making money off baseball. Uh, $86.6 million to Student Assistant Fund. Uh, you know, there's more. Academic Enhancement Fund, $49 million. Division II Allocation, $53 million. Uh, membership Support Services, $23 million. On and on and on and on it goes. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 different categories of expenditures, things they're spending their money on, millions upon millions of dollars. Okay, and they're saying it goes how it's distributed back to schools and that kind of thing. You know what's not on here? Salaries. Let's include that one. So let's make it a good round 15 different avenues of which they're spending. Here's my question for you. $222 million going to sports sponsorships and scholarship funds. $168.8 million they spend on Division I basketball performance fund. Category after category after category where if they crunched and shaved off a million here off of that one, and half a million here off of that one. And, oh, I don't know, shave off about $10 million of the, of the money that you pay people like the president of the NCAA who don't do squat and invest all those millions that you're saving in what? Enforcement staff. More of them. I'm talking about hundreds more people employed in every state in the union. See, that's what a, a healthy organization does if it pretends to give a rip about this, quote-unquote, enforcement that it's supposed to be involved in. And because it has never done it, it has never invested in enforcement in such a way as to make me and you healthy-thinking people to really believe they care to do it. All they've ever done is kept up a facade and put up a show. Too few people to really investigate anything, but if they pop somebody every now and then, 
we'll think they exist. We'll keep our own house in order for fear they just might show up today. It's like getting audited, right? Can't audit everybody. Let's just audit a few and then word of mouth will keep everybody in check. Same thing with NCAA enforcement. When, in fact, over the years, they've had all the money in the world to invest and grow enforcement and do it in a healthy way so that there would be trust, there'd be a level playing field, everybody play by the same rules. You keep a lot of people honest who haven't been over the years, and you would find yourself at a position right now where if you needed to do something to you know, continue to keep the organization going until they pull the plug, you'd at least be able to do it. None of that has happened. So even if they rubber stamp this on Monday, it's not worth the ink and paper they, they put it on. NCAA enforcement over the years. It's like you can read about it. There was a very famous Civil War general who had a reputation of doing very well with fewer numbers. One of the stunts he would pull, he'd have a half the size of the army he was going to face and knew that from across the distance they were watching his movements. So he would circle what army he did have, cavalry, few cannons, up over the top of a hill like they're marching. And as they circled down out of view behind the hill, they changed clothes and keep on circling and keep on circling. So the guy watching in the magnifying glass and telescope on the other side thought, man, they've got they got 5,000 people, 50 cannons. No, it's the same 10 ones that keep coming back, just different look. They're just putting up a big show. That's all the NCAA has ever done in enforcement, and now they're paying for it. Are you ready? Brace yourself. Now back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Back. Howdy, howdy, howdy. We found out that uh, here on May the 4th, we found out Bill has recently watched one of the Star Wars movies. Um, it's been a long time since I watched one of them. Okay, so the first three, the one from the 70s and the two that were made in the 80s, I've watched those. It's been many years. I haven't seen any of the others, and so which if I'm going to go watch one of the newer Star Wars, which one should it be? That's a question for a guru out there somewhere. Now, 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 hold on to your chairs. I'm just going to say this real quick. I do. I got a text from a buddy of mine on my phone from Ceasefire. I do realize the NBA playoffs are going on. Okay, I totally realize it. You got games tonight, by the way. Um, the Heat's up one zip on the 76ers. You've got. Phoenix up again. They're up one zip against Dallas. And then Saturday night, the Grizzlies play again. You know, they're playing uh, in the uh, semifinals against the Warriors, and it's tied up 1 1. I'll say this to my buddy listening <laughs> Saturday night, I will watch. I promise I will begin watching the Grizzlies and Warriors game. And the first time. That Draymond Green flops like a strong breath. Somebody not the first time he flops, I'm turning it off and I'm not watching it again. Period. The end. How about that? Is that a deal? The first time he fakes an injury and flops, I'm out. And I, you can have the rest of it. How about that? 
Sound good? Well, college players flop, Matt. Football players, yeah, I know. And none of them are making $20 million a year to flop and fake an injury. I ain't watching it. I'm not watching that. I'll watch it, and the first time it happens, gone. Deal? Deal. (laughs) Okay, here's a... Look, this is one of those shows, if you listen from time to time, you realize these come around some, where Matt, here I am, third person, will get on the air and ask more questions than provide answers. So I got another question. Bill, I'll pose this question to you. Did you realize that eSports was an actual high school competition now? I did not, sir. Mm-hmm. I didn't either until I saw a tweet today. There is an event going on in Pearl. Let me see if I can pull this up here. I've got a here. Where is it? There it is. Okay. There's an event going on in Pearl at a place called Eplex, which I'm not familiar with. I haven't been there. Bill, uh, it's a tweet from the Mississippi High School Activities Association. The MHSAA, it's the eSports Spring Tournament Finals. Today, at a place called Eplex in Pearl. So, there's a picture there. You can see there are trophies on the table waiting on the winners. Uh, It's an MHSAA event. The banner on the table says MHSAA, Mississippi High School Activities Association, eSports Spring Tournament Got their logo and everything, and there are these different teams that are playing each other. It's a video game competition. Oh, okay. Now you're now you're coming around to. I didn't. I was trying to figure out what sport are they talking about. Uh huh. It's a video game. It's a video game competition. Goodness. And they did that. I didn't either. And I know. I know so little about it. I don't know if it's. Well, I'll just say what little bit I've seen here looks like it's teams, like it's a team competition. And I, I don't know how that works. I don't even know what games they play. I don't know if it's like sports games or other kinds of games. But if y'all are interested in this, uh, there is a link. Okay, so if you look up the Mississippi High, High School Activities Association on Twitter, they are at Miss. H-S-A-A. So M-I-S-S, Miss, H-S-A-A on Twitter. And within the last hour, they sent out a link, and you can it'll take you to Twitch, where you can actually watch the competition somehow. Um, it's yet to kick in here. Hang on. Hang on. The official home of high school sports. It's a company called Play versus or play vs and i saw that they're one of the actual sponsors now when i click that link you know i i can't i you know it takes you to twitch i don't know what i'm watching there if that's a mississippi competition or what but anyhow i i'm just now realizing this is a thing it's an official thing it is happening today the finals are today and so i'm assuming what this means is you have high school kids that are on these teams playing video games and it's a competition and somebody's going to be a state champion. That's all I know about. I don't, I would, the thing I would love to know most, like what games are they actually playing? 
Not that I know anything about it, but I'd love to know. You know, there's a place here in our shopping center that uh, right up here on the corner, you probably have seen it when you come in, that they have all the video, all the people come in and sit around tables and play these games and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I could probably find out from them. <laughs> they probably yeah. know what's going on because, I mean, that place is packed all the time. Uh-huh. There. Yeah. But they bring their own big screens and all that kind of stuff, and they sit around and they play these. looks like they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. And stuff uh, yeah. Like that, you know? Yeah. Big tables in there, and you can see them through the windows. You know, Nobody's in their underwear, though. That's what. I mean. yeah. mm. Nobody's in a beanbag chair eating Cheetos. Uh, no. no Cheetos <laughs> okay, good. Down, stain on their fingers. Everyone's know. fully clothed. And yeah. <laughs> but it's um yeah so like I, my questions are what games are they playing? Is it sports games? Is it other kind of games? How are the teams organized? How many people are on a team? You know, is it a mm-hmm. is okay? Here's another question. If it's if it's Mississippi High School Activities Association. Let's just say, and this is total hypothetical. I don't. Even, I may not even know what I'm talking about. But let's just say, you know, if if a football team from Madison Central is class six A, does that also mean that that an esports team from Madison Central is six A and they complete compete in a different, or they all compete against each other? I just, I'd love to learn a little more. And I did some clicking around, but I couldn't seem to find. Uh, and they're not all playing like Madden or something. Yeah. yeah. Have to be some kind of sports, right? Since it's the high mm-hmm. association. You, you 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 think you know? You would think so. Yeah, right. Um, Fleet Feet Pete says. We need to call Ricky. Ricky Neves. We need to call him, don't we? Yeah. He'd know. Fleet Feet Pete texts the show and he says, "I believe that esport competition is going on in the outlet mall beside Trustmark Park." Well, yeah, it's in Pearl, and what it says on Twitter is it's called Eplex, capital E. And then PLEX, so wherever that is, Eplex. Uh, Next Gen Reb says that esports is getting big in college as well, scholarships and everything. Now, Next Gen Reb says they have Madden football, shooting games, I'm not sure about that. He says a game that's basically soccer in cars, strategy games, etc. Teams depend on the game, so sometimes it's a solo game, and then sometimes it can actually go up to four people on a team. And then he says, I'd also imagine that as new as high school esports is, they don't have many divisions. Okay, and yeah, all right, he says that Eplex Place is out there at the outlet mall. Okay. Very neat. I had no idea. Miko with some information. He texts. He said the games they play are... Many like the ones that they sell in Walmart. Class is offered as an elective, like a school sport, and he's not sure if it's broken into classifications. And you know, it being esports, being a video game, like I don't know that there would be a reason to break it into classifications, right? I mean, because real sports, you got a physical aspect to it, which is why things are broken down into different size schools and more. You know what I'm saying? I mean the Trying to kind of put them all on the same playing field there. Because bigger schools, you got more people to, to pull from. But there's a physical aspect to it. This, there's not. It's video games, so why would you need to break it up? Thumbs are faster. Yeah, right. I mean, there's... Who can move their thumbs the fastest? Yeah. Or the the best, as, as it were. I just didn't know that. I mean, I was just clicking through a minute ago. I, I had no idea that that was an actual sanctioned... Yeah, it's going on 20 miles, not not even 
five miles from me, and I didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Bill, if I had a time machine, all right, and I could be a high school person with everything they have available to them now, one thing I would be – two things that I would be interested in that I didn't have access to back in the 90s at Prattville High School in Alabama. One, high school bass fishing team. You know, that's a real thing now, right? Yeah, that's a real thing. They have high school bass fishing teams and competitions. Would have definitely wanted to do that. The other thing is bowling. I, I really think if I could go back and had time to do it, I would have been interested in maybe being on a bowling team. <laughs> I still am. I just don't have time for it now. Back then, I had time for it. We didn't have all that stuff. You basically had four options at Prattville High School in the 90s. Football, baseball, basketball, track. <laughs> I did three of the four. All right, uh, hour one in the books. It means hour two here on this Hump Days coming up right after this. Hope you stick around in the Bureau. Stay with me.